Many nonprofits have a hard enough time managing their nonprofits brand, right? With blog posts, newsletters, social media, it's a lot. And they don't even think about their own brand. In fact, they think that they're being humble by not promoting themselves in that they're just promoting their nonprofit because this is what they care about. This is what matters. But it's actually essential that nonprofit founders do build their personal brand because the whole reason that you're doing this marketing or you're developing this content or you're building brand awareness is so that you can develop relationships, right? And we don't develop relationships with businesses not as much as we do with people, right? We develop relationships with people. We want to know donors, strategic partners, funders, community members. We want to know who's at the helm. Who are we talking to when we get this nonprofit's newsletter? You know, we want to know your heart. We want to know your intention. We want to know your vision. We want to know that passion. We want to know who you are, how did you get here, and what is your real opinion about this matter? So today I'm gonna walk you through how to build that brand awareness without adding just one more thing to your plate and now two brands to manage. Trust me, it doesn't have to be that hard. You can knock out or feed two birds with one seed and I promise this can be easy. So I will walk you through it. Let's talk about it. Welcome to episode 61 of For Purpose Live, where I help you get clear, get focused, and be impactful by showing you how to step fully into that calling that you've been given without taking on that common narrative that nonprofits have to struggle. That's right. Together, we can get you in your sweet spot using your strengths and your talents to serve this world and build a movement for your mission simply by living for purpose, on purpose. I'm your host, Rebecca Britt, and today we are talking about building your personal brand. One way that you can build your personal brand and really uh, get some conversations started and build some relationships and get some funding in the door is by having funding one pagers for all your fundable ideas. I know that you've got a bunch of ideas sitting on a to be funded list and I want you to make one pagers for all of that those ideas so that you can send those out and start a conversation. And you can get my free one pager template at forpurposelive.com slash page. Start building those today. Okay, so let's dive in. Why do you need to work on your personal brand and what does that even mean? Your personal brand means that you are posting and you're exposing yourself and you're letting people know who you are, what you care about, okay? And ideally your personal brand, your it's like your personal professional brand kind of, okay? So it is under you, so like on LinkedIn it would be under your name, on Facebook it would be under your name, on Twitter, it would be your name, you know, because you have accounts for your page, right? For your uh, nonprofit. Well, this is your own personal brand. And really what your personal brand should do is position you as the expert or as a expert in your industry. So now you are not just a person running a homeless shelter or you're not just a person running a domestic violence shelter. You're not just a person person offering services for kids with complex trauma needs. No, you are an expert on domestic violence and interventions. You're an expert on psychoeducation um, for parents. Uh, you're a expert in your field, okay? So you need to position yourself as that expert. People want to know what are your opinions on this? What is what is the problem? Why does it grind your gears? Why have you dedicated your life to this? What's the solution? And all of those things should be coming from your mouth. Now, they might be the exact same thing as 
what your nonprofit is saying about the thing, okay? But it's good for them to know who's at the helm and that you are an expert in the field and you're running this nonprofit and those messages should align. That's why you can maximize and use the content for both. So the reason you really wanna do this is because people want to support someone who knows their stuff. I get nervous, to be honest, when somebody says, hey, we're starting a program for foster kids or hey, we're starting a program for rescued horses or something like that. And I'll tell you, there's a lot of people out there that are a little kooky, especially nonprofit founders. You've you've met them, I'm sure. Okay, and I don't know if this is like somebody that is credentialed or educated or has great intentions or if they're just somebody that likes to collect cats or they're just somebody that like has a bleeding heart but they have no clue about trauma-informed care. Okay, so so I want to know as a donor, as a community member, as somebody that's going to basically co-sign your idea because if I'm gonna come volunteer there or if I'm gonna give dollars there, I am like saying, yes, I am putting out on my personal brand, like Rebecca supports this nonprofit. So I need to know that this nonprofit has done their due diligence and has a strong leader at the helm. And so I want to know like, oh, you've been recognized before. Oh, like other people have joined your cause. Oh, like you have some credential behind your name. You have some personal experience. You have somewhere where I can digest your content. Maybe I go on your socials and I wanna see about you and what you say and how you can carry yourself in public. Trust me, I have had nonprofit founders, like I've seen them on social media, like talking about politics and, you know, regardless of what side it was, just like completely tearing down the other side. And I was like, oh, I don't want anything to do with that. Like, I that's not how a person that is taking in donor dollars from both sides of the political parties um, should, you know, represent themselves. So it matters. It matters how you represent yourself. And everything's public nowadays, okay? So if you are being controversial, it's fine, but be intentionally controversial to stir up awareness for your cause, okay? So people want to support someone who knows their stuff. They want to know uh, what your opinion is on the matter. So say I'm like, it's unacceptable that there's 400,000 children in foster care in the US foster care system. And we have a duty to serve these kids. Like the community has a duty to serve these kids. People wanna know what your opinion is. If I'm just like, we're just helping foster kids, we're just helping foster kids, we're just doing what we can do. Hmm. But if you can get people and you're like, it is your responsibility to help unwanted, abused, neglected children in our society. And we're only asking you to come one hour a week. And there's evidence to show that if you mentor a child for one hour a week, that it can build resilience and it can heal trauma. Okay, that's my opinion on the matter. And I've even gone further than that. I've like thought of a big vision where you could say like, oh, is my one hour really gonna matter? Yes, because we haven't solved the issue yet. Research show that it's one-on-one -on -one healthy relationships over time that matter. And it does start with small moments with the individual children. If you can change the life of this one individual child, then they have the chance of growing up, developing life skills, making a healthy transition into adulthood and having their kids not go into care or them being incarcerated or early pregnancy or addicted to substances, okay? So, yes, 
it matters. This is my opinion. In fact, this little moments, these little stable moments, one-on-one -on -one things that we did in my program that could have been like, it's a nice little thing. It is actually how I feel like we will end the foster care crisis with the community buying into the issue and investing time in individual lives. I think that is just as important as any like government mandated program um, that isn't like meeting with the individual kids on their level. Okay, so people want to know like, okay, Rebecca sounds like you've done some research, sounds like you're really passionate about this. It at least is like, tell me more. That's interesting. Got it. Okay, so what you want to think about when you're thinking about your opinion is, are you echoing or are you um, basing your opinion off of your experience? So a lot of times people that have imposter syndrome or are just starting out or are a little bit nervous or whatever, anybody, I've seen big nonprofits do this. They sit around and they wait for the big credentialing agencies or the government or the bigger nonprofits or somebody else to come up with like, what's the new trauma-informed language? What's the best evidence-based approach? What is What are the top dogs saying? Okay, now we will echo that as soon as they say it. And we kind of wait, but we are the ones on the ground with the population doing the work. So we have opinions on what works, what we've seen works, what we have know is a solution in our community and based on our experience, right? It might be that you've been personally affected by the uh, population or by the disorder or something. You've been personally affected by the thing that you're serving, the problem. And if you've been personally affected, then maybe you know that all of those things they're coming up with don't work or they didn't quite work for you or they're missing a big component, okay? So I don't think it's ever a good idea to be sitting around and waiting to see what the big guidance systems are coming up with and then just being an echo chamber. Somehow, I'm not saying you shouldn't be evidence-based and I'm not saying that you shouldn't you know, respond to those things or, or congratulate the big dogs for coming up with the new guidance or them helping you create standardized approaches or whatever. But you should say like, actually, this is what we really think should happen before they come up with the new credential or the new standardization or the new best practices or the new evidence-based practices. You can start creating your opinion. This is what we think works. This is what we know works based on our experience. This is what how we think it could work at a scale level or at a bigger level. We need a standardized protocol. We need mandating. We need this. And we wish the whatever the credentialing agency or the governing agency or the oversight agency is, would recognize this model. This is what we need more of. So you're being a leader in the space, okay? And you're coming out with a strong opinion that people are going like, oh, somebody should listen to that. I'm telling you, those types of opinions and those trailblazing not only will create more impact because do you really need to be an echo chamber for these big government or big nonprofit entities that are gonna come out with the, the new standard and you're just gonna go, yes, this is the new standard. I mean, why do you exist? They, they probably don't need a cheerleader, they're big enough, okay? But if you start trailblazing and you're loud enough, then you may start getting seats at those tables and they may start actually considering you as someone to review their materials or to add input, okay? So you need to be out there. They need to not know like, oh, what is this little nonprofit's name? But who is Rebecca Britt, okay? Who is whatever your name is? And how is she the expert on it? And how can she help with the overarching problem because of what she's seeing on the ground in her programs, okay?
And if you want to be controversial, that's fine too. Like, don't worry about, uh, oh, this is actually going against the grain and I'm going to get... If you believe something is wrong and something needs to be fixed and there's a wrong way that the system or whatever is doing it and you have a new way, it doesn't need to be like torches, um, you know, and fighting it down. But it can just be like, this is what we've seen helps. This is the missing piece. We have it. Let us show you how. Don't be afraid to be controversial. A lot of what I do is strategic planning. And I say the old strategic planning method is dead. It sucks. It's long and outdated and drawn out. And I have a new innovative method that's a quick, easy framework that just gets us to the highest impact in the quickest way possible. Okay. So that's me coming out with something new, something innovative. If I was just coming out of saying strategic planning is very important, it's like a yawn fest. And guess what? Everybody already said that, Rebecca, you have nothing new to add. Okay, so you want something controversial, innovative, or new to add. I bet that you do have that. So just cultivate it and don't be afraid of putting it out there. Okay, the next and final reason why you really should have a personal brand that positions you as an expert is reach. Once you start uh, talking, you know, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, publicly, about your opinions and people are getting to know what you, who you are and you say, you know, you say the same things over and over and over again, which is good. You might think, oh, I might run out of things to say. I already told everybody that I believe one-on-one -on -one mentorship is the way to end foster care crisis. Say it again, say it again, say it again for everybody in the back because you need to just keep talking. This world is full of noise. You need to be able to break through and guess what? People want reliable. They don't want to show up to me tomorrow and me saying, actually, there's this new therapy that I think, forget mentorship, it's this thing. They're like, oh, I thought Rebecca was all about this nice, simple framework program. Okay, so it's okay to keep saying the same message over and over again. There might be little nuanced parts of it that you elaborate on or go deeper down rabbit holes on, but in general, you are reliable. And when people give you money and they come volunteer for you, they understand your purpose, they get, they get your heart, they understand your intention. And so they believe you. And this will help you have more reach, okay? Because the more you talk about it, the more your ideas get shared, uh, the more people you get exposed to. So now once you have an opinion in the space and you're willing to come out and not necessarily be controversial, but you're willing to be innovative and bold. And I look at this as fighting. Like I'm fighting for the population I serve. I am coming out and saying, no, nonprofit founders don't need to be taken advantage of by expensive strategic planners. No, foster kids don't need all these extra things, they need one healthy adult to spend time with them. Like, come on, we can do this. I believe in attainable goals. I believe in small winning streaks for nonprofit founders and for, for our humans in general, okay? So the more you start coming out and having an opinion that people go, mm, she could be onto something, or she certainly at least cares a lot about it, then you start to get reach. And if you do get published um, in a journal or you get a news article or, you get any type of publicity, then you use that. When you start reaching out to your next strategic partner or your next funder, you can say, you know, you may have seen our article in this, or you may have seen us broadcasted on this news station, and it just adds credibility. I know as soon, and maybe I shouldn't do this, maybe this is wrong, but if I see that somebody has a news article written in a journal or in a local newspaper, 
I am like, at least that other entity vetted this person enough to promote their stuff. So I feel a little bit more apt to support them too, because it sounds like they've gone through all the methods, they're being recognized by other outlets, and sounds like they really have their stuff together. That 100% helps your reach because more and more people hear about you and you have much greater chance of landing some of these bigger partners, bigger fish, bigger funders that you're wanting because you have built some credibility in the space and you can already reference that credibility when reaching out. Okay, so you wanna be an expert and you wanna position yourself as an expert. You're like, got that, Rebecca. I am ready to step into my leadership pants and be an expert in this space. Now we're gonna go on to the how, because you're like, I don't have any time, extra time to do that. I get it. Okay, so you do not need to take any extra time to do this. So how you build this personal expert brand without adding more to your plate is, first you need to develop what's your opinion. You should have this for your nonprofit. This is what I'm saying. Every bit of what you're doing personally really is like mirroring, it should be a mirror document for your nonprofit. So like my program, Stable Moments, one-on-one mentorship program, what I believe in is what Stable Moments believes in. I run Stable Moments, I created it. So I can just go probably copy, copy and paste opinion pieces we've done as Stable Moments, blogs we've done as Stable Moments, and those are my opinion. I know they are, I wrote them. Okay, so it's the same thing, but you do need to figure out what's your opinion? Like what should people be doing about this problem? What are the root causes? How do you know about that? How do we alleviate those? Why is your solution the best solution? Just all of these things. Well, that's all your nonprofit's content. So if you've already developed that, then you know your opinion. If you haven't developed that, figure it out because it's really important. And then you can use it for your nonprofit's uh, content, web page, all of that. But you can also use it as your own. All you do is really switch it to say, I believe instead of stable moments beliefs, okay? So you want to figure out what's your big leap vision too. Like if all of the kids in the world that were eligible for a stable moments program, if all kids in foster care got a one-on-one mentor that stayed with them for long-term, they got a plan of care, they got life skill developed, what would the world look like if every kid got a loving, caring adult that showed up for them every week for one hour? What would the world look like? And I'm willing to say that I feel like this crisis that we would be, we've been talking about for years may not be a crisis anymore. Uh, would we still have foster care? Of course, but we may not have a crisis where kids are sleeping in lobbies of Department of Children and Families, okay? So you wanna write about that big vision. What's your big leap? If we got this, this would be eradicated, okay? Or how many lives would be changed or, you know, Think about your big vision and you want to talk about that. Like you want to give people hope. A lot of times nonprofits talk often about the devastating statistics of whatever their problem is, which is good to do, but it can just make people go like, gosh, that sucks, but I don't know what to do about it. So you want to lead people to a bigger vision, not just this sucks, but this sucks, this is unacceptable, and this is our way out, and you actually can play a role, and I promise it will make a difference, and this is how, okay? So that's your opinion, that's your nonprofit's opinion. Make sure you have that. And then you wanna write about it, talk about it, create content around it regularly. So whatever that big mission, vision, values, promise, whatever that thing is that you feel really good about, 
that's outcomes-based, right? You actually talk about what outcomes your solution has and will have. Then you want to write about it, talk about it. So this could be regular blogs. This could be social media posts. This could be a YouTube channel. This could be a podcast. But people want to see you showing up and get to know your heart. They want to understand who you are. So a YouTube channel that you do a monthly episode, it could be on your nonprofit's channel, but it's you showing up and talking about what your nonprofit does, the opinions, your values, why it's the solution to a problem. And then on your personal, like LinkedIn, Facebook, you can share that. Here's an episode I hosted. Okay, so now you turn it to the first person, all right? If you write a blog on the nonprofit's website about the opinion, about why your solution matters, about a case study, a story, you can write that story and then you can just repurpose it on your own LinkedIn page or for an article for somebody else and you can say how it affected you personally. So there might be this like case study, nice case study that this nonprofit did. But in your LinkedIn post or on your, they allow you to do articles and stuff on there too, on different platforms. You might write like how it really affected you. Gosh, tell them about the day that Eddie walked into your food bank and what he told you and the story and he had been through and tell them about how your relationship grew. Okay, so it's really showing your heart. So you can take your content from your nonprofit and just make it first person and put it on your LinkedIn post, just maximize the same content, okay? Now that you have regular posting, which you should be doing anyway, you should be doing anyway for your nonprofit. You should have your mission, vision, values, your vehicles for change, which are all in my impact roadmap, but your how are you gonna get there, metrics to prove how you're getting there, the key activities that you're working on, and then guess what? That's your communications plan. You basically just say, this is what we do. This is why it's important. This is why you should care. Here's some case studies, okay? And just do that over and over again, once a week. This is what we do, this is why you should care. Here's our key activities, here's our metrics. Like, you know, just come up with some content every week around your impact roadmap or your strategic plan or your mission, vision, values. And then once you're doing that regularly and you're repurposing what you put on your nonprofit's page to I statements and putting it on your page, then you want to get on other channels. If there's other people in your industry, and don't worry if you're local, do national. It is totally fine. You can be a national expert on something because you serve a, a small community-based organization in Houston does not mean that you can't go speak at a nat national conference or that you can't be on a YouTube channel that because you are being known as a national expert because of your on-the-ground grassroots work here, okay? It's not one or the other. The best case scenario is you are on the ground understanding your population's needs. That's why you can be an expert and let the rest of the field understand what you're seeing and be collaborative, okay? Maybe they're seeing different things in different locales. Makes sense. So then you wanna reach out to other YouTube channels, other podcast hosts, other websites, news, local news or um, news media outlets, and you want to get on other people's YouTube's podcasts and just do interviews, okay? People will love this because, trust me, I've been a podcast host and it's hard to get guests and all we want is content. So you can usually book these interviews pretty well and they're worth it because they live on forever. 
They're like little recorded interviews that get to live on forever. And people pick up that podcast. It might be four years down the road that they hear you and, and learn about your organization. And then they ask you to speak, okay? So it's just planting seeds in other ecosystems that are outside of all of your supporters, right? Because all of those people should know you already, but you want to branch out. Okay, then once you've gotten yourself on different podcasts, you should have been on every podcast that's in your industry in the area. Like, Get on, yep, I've been on all those. Okay, if you're on all those, if you have been able to be a contributing, um, like you've contributed blog content or whatever, that's great. Make sure people are crediting you, right? And then finally, you can become a contributor. So you can pitch articles to media as an expert. So if you're an expert on domestic violence, if you're an expert on whatever your issue is and your solution, then you can go and pitch articles. And then this helps you not only become an expert, not only be seen, but people will ask you to come to speak. More opportunities will come around. And again, when you are reaching out to local donors, strategic partnerships, you can use this and say, I just spoke at this conference. I was also on this podcast. And I just had an article written in this news uh, article, whatever. Whatever the publication that is... Like I would reach out to like nonprofit times and candid, right? So just figure out which articles, like which journals or news media outlets would be relevant to your population and post there. You know, if I reached out to like complex trauma journals, that would be great. And you might not be getting like a research journal, but you could do one that takes um, opinion pieces, right? And they are always looking for content as well. Now, I did just get published in Candid, so what I would love to do is an episode on how you can pitch and land media. If that is something of interest to you, let me know in the comments. Make sure to go get your funding one pager. That is at forpurposelive.com page. That's a template and I've recently added, even if you've gotten it before, you can get it again. I recently added a whole bunch of prompts on like what to actually write in this one pager so that you can have a real clear document to give people um, and start a conversation about things that you need funding for and, and strengthen that, that muscle of writing these up and pitching them, right? Okay. I hope that this was helpful. I hope you're inspired to be like, I am the expert. I'm leading this ship. I'm going to go out and build my personal brand as an expert. And I'm going to use that to leverage my nonprofit's brand awareness. You've got this. People want to hear from you. People want to know your heart. I know because I talk to nonprofit founders all the time. I know you have a beautiful heart and a beautiful vision. One that people don't get unless you say it over and over and over again. All right, with that, thank you so much for your service to this world. Until next time.